0: Dun 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 dun. Little pig, little pig. Let me in. Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind
1: peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep. Brazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast.
2: Oh, by the way, my balls is hot.
0: My balls
1: is
2: hot. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy podcast. I am one of your hosts for the evening, Big Country, as always, and on the other end of the mic, your other two favorite hosts for the evening, boy. boys. Say hello,
1: it's hello, it's Chris, and I'm back.
2: And, uh One of our favorite guests, obviously, he's been on the show numerous times, coming back for part two for the Mud Flood Theory, Mr. Ryan Alexander.
0: What's up, guys? Thank you for having me again. Absolutely.
1: It is our pleasure. We are so lucky to have you. Every time you come on,
2: you just drop bombs of knowledge on us. (laughs) Just bomb knowledge. Uh, Unfortunately, with the last show that we did, we had some technical difficulties and we lost Ryan for the, uh, I would say, like last quarter of the show, and so we kept it rolling, but we had some some questions that we wanted to get into about the mud flood theory and get more in-depth into what we were talking about because it's an absolutely fascinating topic, and uh, Ryan was the one that actually presented the topic to us because we had never heard of it before then, uh, Ryan, but I think what we lost you is we were talking about um, ancient, civ- ancient history, ancient civilizations, and I think I, I, I was leaving off with um, a question that we had in particular um, about the ancient pyramids. Um, and w- one, one, one specific thing that I wanted to mention and then we'll kind of hand it off to you and we'll just get the ball rolling was um, boys last week or two weeks ago. Now, if you, if you remember when we had the first part they they did x-ray testing on a Da Vinci painting. Mm -hmm. And they had found out that uh, one of the da Vinci paintings, not just one, but multiple. one specifically that they did the x-ray test on. It was the, I'm going to say it wrong again. You butchered it last time, I was (laughs) just butchered it again. So x-ray testing and some of the da Vinci paintings at the Louvre... The Louvre. Louvre. Oh, they spelled it wrong. They're adding way too many (laughs) syllables there. Uh, The Louvre Museum in in Paris uh, has has see like that um, has shown layers of the colors and their thickness. For example, what they found showed that the painting glazes were thin layers of one to five micrometers. It had a total thickness of no more than 30 to 40 micrometers. And in some parts of the painting, it was seen that the glazes had the thickness of 0.002 to 0.005 micrometers. This is so thin that it is many times thinner than human hair. The ink is so thin, it's similar to like a laser printer. So if we can conclude that these paintings were created by a sort of technology during the Renaissance, then why did we go backwards? And the same thing can be said about marble sculptures at the time and their uh, entire pieces of marble like precisely carved. Yeah, intrinsic of, detail is, is, exactly. is nice. Yeah, most
3: of those life size marble statues are all carved out <laughs> of one piece. Like, yeah, it it was not common for them to have separate pieces of marble because they didn't exactly have you know. So cement. you
1: finding it hard to believe that they could do that with chisels and like ah what? man
3: because sandpaper to like get it. But you know how many you know how many sessions of sanding it would take to get something that smooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, it takes a lot to get wood
1: smooth that's something that i had had a hard time when i started doing this research with all this stuff is it seemed like a lot of the 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 artsy stuff the construction in in general the dynamic you you look at these huge structures and you're like oh my gosh these are amazing how could they possibly do that back then yeah and they're not doing it now why don't we do anything like that now and people will say oh it's the cost of it the the cost of cost of it's too much now they you know the time and Mm. and the the effort but i I don't know it just seems crazy to me yeah absolutely yeah
2: Ryan, what's your take on that? Is is that? I, I mean, I understand that this is a way that they've used to determine whether or not a painting is uh, an authentic piece, or it's a, if it's a copycat. But if they're claiming that this is an authentic piece from Da Vinci, it's it, it would seem that he's making such a light brush stroke that he's almost not even touching the the paper, or whatever he's painting on. Like, what's your take on that? Well,
0: I was kind of annoyed that I got cut off last time. Exactly that point too, Plus because. Two. You know, I've done a, a lot of research on art independently because art is my primary interest, you know, just as a hobby, but um, as, as a passion, as a, as a thing, it's supposed to be the career, and I've read a lot about art history, and since Mud Flood, I'm super, super interested in art history, especially because I think that um, it, it'd be maybe not harder to hide things, but that there'd be less effort into covering things up in the art mm-hmm. world. Like, why not just let that slip through kind of thing? There's less effort into that narrative most people don't even know about the history of art, so you brought up a few people, and I have heard this. Um, this has been floating around for a few years. The first time I heard it was on a uh, YouTube channel called New Earth, uh, run by a, a woman, of, a pretty spectacular woman, in my opinion, um, named Sylvie. And she has injected a lot of the information that was pre-mud flood. So, a lot of the people that are really um, trumpeting the mud flood theory right now, that was sparked through Sylvie's presentations. And she's okay. presented a lot of uh, quite. Um, random almost uh, information and you can have to sit through quite a lot of it you know she presents it very slowly and I have a theory that she presents it in a way that forces you to watch the whole thing forces you to pay attention you can't just mm-hmm. happen to get information from her <coughs> anyway so she first brought this up um, when I heard it and then other people have said it there's some things within this that I don't really buy like uh, some people even that I respect are like "Well, oh, they can't really do hair by hair I'm like well yeah they can You know, there's some really tedious artists and you can sit there and do things repeatedly. And we're talking about sculpting. You know, I I know a lot of the history of art is dodgy in the fact Mm -hmm. that, you know, we don't really know what is or what is not a Da Vinci or a Raphael or a Titian. You know, we're not really sure that a lot of these people are even one person. And art Mm -hmm. history is quite open about that. And I was pretty surprised about that, too. I was like, how do you make up such an elaborate... (laughs) Um, Detailed biography of Michelangelo when you're not even really sure who it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like the Shakespeare thing. You know, it could could have been a school of people. A lot of these uh, these were studios where apprentices would be helping with paintings and such like this so you know when a lot of people are basing things off of the tedium of a supposed painting i don't buy that Uh, they have always said that da vinci and titian and Raphael, these guys built up layers um, and transparent layers essentially semi-transparent layers this is how they got a lot of the effect that they did it's called glazing by the way and that would lead you to believe that you'd end up with quite a thick layer and the, the truth is you do. And this is why they're all, they're all cracked. Most of them are all cracked from that era because they've done layers and layers of, of glaze. And, um, the, the rule is actually thick over thin, not thin over thick. If you want your, your paint to last a long time. So yeah, yeah they're, they're in like micron thin layers. I don't know if it's possible because I don't know if you leave it for a hundred years, it, it all dries up, right? I mean, so they're saying that it's, it's going on thinner than you could actually paint it. It's probably true, but this is 500 years later. You know, so I don't, I don't know how true it is. 400, 500 years later. I just, I don't know uh, what we're really basing it on. So I'm not buying into that completely. Could they have had a printer like technology? Yes. Yes. But the art of the past is still very artistic, right? There's a lot of people saying it's so realistic. And I'm like, well, not really. They had their own way of bringing the world to life and they had their own storytelling and stuff like that. And the history of art does link us in with the history as we know it as we're presented you know they have different eras where they focus mostly on you know religious and and narrative and stuff like that and i don't know how much of it is made up because i don't know how much of our timeline itself is made up Mm -hmm. that makes sense right they'd say that art went in this very linear fashion you know the cave paintings could have been done 100 years ago for all i know Mm -hmm. Is kind of what i'm saying and I don't think necessarily that we did go through this completely linear evolution. I think they're just trying to make history look really neat and tidy. You know, these guys, Da Vinci, this is the 15, 1600. This is the Renaissance, you know, Italy, Europe. What we see of their world is a beautiful mud flood world, right? Pre mud Mm -hmm. flood world. We call this the old world order, by the way, right? A lot of people use the words new world order as if, hey, we've got to stop the new world order. Well, in my in my mind, since knowing about the mud flood, the New World Order started when the last mud flood happened, Mm -hmm. right? So the New World Order has been happening 150 years or so, and everything before that is Old World Order. So what we see of the old world is, I don't know, we we see the same old world anytime past that mud flood, so we can't really pin it down. We can't even really say that, okay, they lived in the 1500s, right? Especially because, again, remember, a lot of these dates are are based, it's not like they're always written. This happened in the year 1735. Go ahead. Okay, so they say all the, i sorry, I got a little bit cut off there because we got cut off. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, They say that this is all, uh, there's this linear progression of art and I just don't think so. I think a lot of uh, gaps were filled in. We know the old world is very little. little. Did they use a printing technology? Like I said, I'm, I'm really, really not sure. I'm sure they had techniques and materials that we don't know about, just like mm-hmm. I'm sure they had techniques and materials to harness and utilize energy, you know, that we're not told about. But I, we don't have enough to go off when it comes to art. It's And it's just worth saying that, you know, I, I don't know how much further I want to go into it. I think some things were were made up like the uh, the frescoes of Pompeii, for instance. I think Pompeii is a, a set, a stage it's made up. Um, it's another one of those really? things to, really? to make up an event of history and to to tie numerous things into it. You'll okay. notice things like Pompeii, they're always, it's always going to spiderweb out into a bunch of other fake historical events, right. fake historical people. And these are things that could have happened and they just get twisted into a narrative like sort of, the Library of Alexandria, a, you know. Like false flag, if you will. Kind of, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. We don't really know that much about Da Vinci. Just leave that there. You know, again, Titian, Raphael, a lot of these people, we really don't know that much about them. The more modern artists is what I'm more interested in. I mentioned last time, I'm super, super interested in people that lived in the places that we're saying the mud flood happened around this time, right? Especially Paris. Paris, it seems to have a specific date, by the way, 1853. It's really when they started to remodel Paris, supposedly, right? Remember all these things, the... The world's fairs, the great fires of every single city, you know, the supposed civil wars, right? This is right after the Napoleonic era. I imagine that most of this is just made up to explain the happenings of the time. You know, so maybe we can get clues within biographies because there's a lot of them out there. And just I think a lot of interesting things have survived. By the way, I wanted to correct myself. Last time I mentioned uh, Zola being associated with the bloodline and creating culture. I confused him in my mind with Victor Hugo. Hugo, Zola, very gotcha. similar, same era, but it, yeah, it's Victor Hugo, who is okay. super bloodline, Knights of Scion kind of thing. So black, you of sad, but these people can be used to create culture and to tie into history and, right. and such and such. So I think um, I kind of um, answered on the paintings.
2: No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Uh,
0: let me really ask you, Ryan. That um. That, um
2: And I'm glad you brought up the point about we're not sure of how much of the known history that we have presented in this linear timeline is fabricated or true or true to an extent. And one of the questions that I had and I'm Chris and boy, I know you have some questions, too about this this specific topic is like if you think about some of the more recent uh, movies that have been made like for example probably one of the greatest action movies ever made 300 mm-hmm. just because of the way the movie was presented so you had um the story of these these soldiers fighting during this time when you had this great, powerful Xerxes and the biggest army in the world fighting against um, these group of soldiers and they're defending their homeland. So obviously, we know that that story, if you were to read history, is not exactly quite accurate to just 300 men. Right. But, um, so it's a, it gets, a, you know, that's the Hollywood in the, in the story that we would say. But are those are those groups of people or are, are we suggesting based on this theory that those people never actually existed that way and that was just a portion of a story that they inserted into this linear timeline to fill in a gap of this progression of dynasties and kings and then more advanced technology is is that is that accurate or is that we just
0: don't know um i think i think it's okay we're talking greco-roman period right we're talking right it's a very theatrical period in history. When you're reading history, a lot of the the authors supposedly hail from this period, you know, the the classical period to just basically our, our pre, um, not pre-industrial, but pre-Renaissance and all that, pre-medieval, you know, but the Greco-Roman whole thing we think is made up. We think it's made up because the Greco-Roman buildings are the mud flood buildings,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? It's not the red brick civilization. It's the civilization before that. But the Red Brick Civilization re-inhabited that classical civilization and built on top of it. Okay. So whatever is Greco-Roman, it, it doesn't make sense with either the history of Greece or Rome. This seems to be totally made up. Um, remember, the people of Greece uh, did not speak what we call... They didn't consider themselves Greek, you know what I mean? It's a, a lot of this, too, with the Romans, like, we made this up, is what I'm saying. It didn't come from... We think this is just rock solid like the greeks always call themselves greeks and Mm -hmm. we just stuff these two things together the persians are almost always uh, noted in association with them they have a very similar architecture style as well you know the the byzantine empire i think all of the empires all the major empires i think they're all made up not that they didn't happen but the stories of them are made up basically just to justify the different slight differentiation of architecture and also the jambling of architecture. It's very hard for them to explain Constantinople. um, What's it, what's it called today? Istanbul. 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 It's it's very hard to explain a lot of these mishmash of civilizations. They have to make up empires and say, Oh yeah, they occupied this area for 600 years. And that's why it looks like this. Um, I don't know how many groups are even actually like legitimate, like, these groups really existed some of them that are hinted at uh, more broadly in history like the atlanteans and that kind of mm-hmm. thing they probably existed especially like we're talking about tartaria being the name for the old existing empire the name comes up a lot the name that name seems to be uh, very with discipline erased from history a lot of effort put into erasing that from history the, the whole thing could have been the tartarian empire for all we know you know it could have just been localities a lot of the names of the people who were actually involved probably were involved in history right mm-hmm. if they have the mason hand in the shirt thing then they're overwritten they're they're given more credit for things they didn't do and stuff like that but
2: right wow well i didn't know that um until very recently that the continent of africa is not even the original name of africa yeah. it was named after a roman general i believe that conquered hannibal and like 222 or something like that and his yeah. name was Africanus or something and yeah. I, didn't, I didn't learn that until very recently yeah, um, I didn't know but uh, Chris uh, and boy you guys had some questions about Ryan with specifically and, and, and Ryan I don't know if you would consider yourself an expert on this but um, go ahead guys I don't
1: um, I wanted to ask about what what was one of the main reasons or why cover up the if they're talking about all these old uh, empires or these super you know like the Ottoman Empire and all these other great big civilizations, why? What's the motivation to erase uh, the, the Tartarian um, Empire? Why? Why? Why is that specifically that empire? Why is that one being just wiped under the rug and you know kept uh, a secret uh, from the, the mainstream
2: public? Hopefully, it's not a Wayfair rug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
3: hey,
2: yo. hey yo.
1: <laughs> Whoa. Is that where we're going with this <laughs> today,
2: It's a different show.
0: Different yeah. show. Okay. God, so, I know. wrote this down. Uh, why Why erase basically the information of the old world? I, I just want to go back to statues for a minute because I feel mm-hmm. like I didn't cover that. Um, statues, they say that Michelangelo and such, they did indeed use different sizes of chisels. And as they got more and more detailed towards the final product, and this is how, how you do it today as well. If it's not molded, most statues will be molded. They'll be... Mm-hmm. The, the statue makers mostly making the clay model and then it's being molded out and cast into something. But yeah, the ones that are said to be carved, you know, and uh, Michelangelo is known for some extraordinary work, but there's also, there's other extraordinary sculptors who, who make, um, not just lifelike, but glass-like figures. And it's interesting on that lifelike comment as well. Like the, as far as art goes, these people were very, very much artists, right? We think of uh, Michelangelo's David. It's not even a fair representation of a human. He distorted many, uh, many parts of his anatomy because he knew you were going to be looking at it from one specific perspective. It's an extremely clever illusion, actually. So I I don't know um, how true it is. I don't know if they used any extra tools. Maybe maybe they used some sort of laser tools to cut or something. But when you're given, this is part of my theory too of why sculptors live longer than painters. Painters are hunched over. You're in a room. There's lots of chemicals. Sculptor, you're outdoors working mainly and you get an assignment like, Hey, s- sculpt this, uh, sc- statue of David. And they're given like six years to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're given a long time to do it. And they are, ex- people are like, well, it take them forever to sound. They had forever. They had their mm-hmm. whole lives. They had no TV. You know, this was their job. You're a sculptor. You're sculpting this thing for this church. It's going to take you 10 years, period. You're going to show up. You're going to sand every day. You got helpers sanding, sweeping, you know, so it could be done by hand, I think. You know, yeah, and it's not true. to say that that's it's. A point. It was. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, it's written. It, and same with painting too. Like, what do the, else do these guys have to do? They're sitting there by a candlelight. You know, he's yeah. working for twelve years yeah, yeah. on this one painting. People are like it's got so much detail. Of course, it does. He was obsessed with it. it took him forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's just
1: life work, basically. You're pouring your whole life into something for six plus years, and that's your you're gonna be your crown, your legacy. So you're gonna put your whole soul into it. So, and they don't have the distractions that that we we do. TikTok, there's no (laughs) (laughs) TikTok. So it's a way different, just a different time, different different.
0: Yeah, no emails. yeah anything like that um and a lot of the the decorations on the buildings you mentioned that would be mold work it would be mold work so these would be pre-made molds a lot of them are repeated and if you walk around you know the city of paris or copenhagen or whatever you're going to see a bunch of repeated uh decorative statues and little babies and little flower designs and and little ornaments Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that that's not a lot of work that doesn't downgrade the work just because they didn't carve it all out of stone there's a lot of molding involved there's a there's a lot of extra work involved there's a lot of extra weight on the building there's a lot of design extra design you know you got to fit all these little things and they're perfect everyone mentions that that's true the the buildings of the past are basically perfect including all the little designs and all the little ornaments and how they go together so there would be a, a huge extra list of teams specialists involved in in constructing any building when there's all that ornamentation. But yeah, it's mostly done with molding, not carving out of stone. A lot of these, these cities are straight up covered in stone and this is why I brought up rocks last time and the growing of rocks and uh, I wrote down even petrified woods and stuff like that. I was very, very interested because I think a lot of these things were buried and then sort of petrified turned to stone you know or like i don't think a, a big uh, stone flood came it seems mm-hmm. to, that would destroy the building but yeah there's <laughs> a lot of things we dug out and we said oh these these buildings this city here in india it was carved out of the stone don't think so i think it was turned into stone or that the mud on top of it was turned into stone so mm-hmm. why erase the old the old world
2: it yeah, seems yeah. to
0: be the number one task after the reset after the mud flood whatever it was <laughs> the number one task was to cover it up
1: So by covering up the the past, they're able to make this new world order in the way they want it, or they're hiding the things they
3: don't want, but why don't they keep some of the the technology and the advancements well, that, was, that they had? That was a question that I had. So the, the technology that we've seen in photos that appears to be some sort of wireless, you know, transmission of electricity or, or anything else, you know, that's, technology that sh- in our minds or what we were told should be uh, head and shoulders above anything that they had to offer at the time now the technology that they talk about in Atlantis and things like that all these civilizations who were high tech for their timeline according to history um, is that technology that is suppressed or is it technology that we just buried and forgot
2: that's a good question that's a really good question you know See, we might have lost him again. <laughs> so,
3: but that, but that was that was one of my biggest questions
2: from last time. Yeah,
1: it that's, set, that's, it's still recording. Um, yeah,
2: voice. So. Okay, so that was something that I was curious about too, and I and I and I do want to.
0: Um, hey, 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 hello, hello. He's back. there you right. he go. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, if I could fucking
2: Illuminati. Man. If I could just jump in there, I was just
0: about to. to... No, go ahead.
2: Go so ahead. Yeah. We're probably Absolutely. using a lot
0: of this technology now in different forms. Okay. Um, I think that most of well, I think everything that we had basically existed before and Mm -hmm. they've used whatever excuse they can to reintroduce it. Right. They they did make up the industrial revolution. They made up the fact that we invented the steam engine and that we invented train tracks and all this stuff. Now, if you look at pictures. Uh, 1882, by the way, is when the first commercial electric generating plant was turned on 1882. So anything before that, supposedly we did not have commercially available electricity yet. If you look Mm -hmm. at pictures from 1850s, 1860s, 1870s, there's telegraph poles around the whole world. Now, they look an awful lot like power poles, an awful lot. And now there's one thing of saying, okay, they look like they had the technology to harness electricity. The next thing is to say, well, what did they do with it? I mentioned last time that how they heated a lot of these big buildings or all of them, you know, the major buildings would be steam heat. I don't know Mm -hmm. in the individual houses if they all use wood stove and stuff. I think they I think the old world order had an affinity for basic technologies for for fire and for steam and for glass and for stone obviously you know they didn't go into the whole steel and concrete thing even though the greco-roman empire by the way was built of concrete mostly most people don't know that they think it's all stone Mm -hmm. think the pantheon and all the stuff is made of stone it's not it's concrete and they're concrete and molds and rebar right so this also (laughs) this also introduces you know the, the ability for us to fake it. If you look at the Pantheon or the right. Colosseum or something like that, they do have patchwork on that we have tried to retrofit because it's concrete is how we can do that, right? We can't, uh, we can't go do any updates to go back Tepe, right? We can't, right. can't lift those stones and stuff. We don't know, but we can, we can fix and recreate a lot of the Greco-Roman stuff because a lot of it is concrete, the pillars and stuff like that. A lot of it is not, is not carved at all. Yeah. So they have telegraph poles along the whole known world in the very first pictures that were introduced to us. So the first picture mm-hmm. that we are given to the world is one that does have some sort of power traveling through wires. And they say this is before electricity, right? But any any technology that you can name uh, that's going to be an important base technology for what we consider our lifestyle and our modern society, that existed in the history that was written for us ar- around the time of the recolonization, right? Mm-hmm. So- and And we don't know how any of this happened specifically. We talked a little bit about, about orphans and all this. This does suggest a, a much higher level of control. It means that we were replanted in the, in the societies we were told what we <laughs> need to tell what we need to know. And that was part of that was about each one of these technologies. Maybe the people of 1830 were using electrical devices, right the, A lot of these right. world fairs and stuff. I don't think they had them just to show off. I, again, I think they had them as excuses, possibly even to, to gather them up and destroy them. Right. Mm-hmm. World's Fairs where you have a bunch of old technologies where are we showcasing them you know, and what happens, all these buildings get taken down or the excuses, there's fires involved and stuff like this. And we just we really don't have much left of it. There was recently uh, I mentioned the stone stone covered so cities and buildings and stuff like that. There was a recent <sharp inhale> one uncovered and there's footage of people in India going into the building for the first time. And it's full of stuff. It's full of rubble. It's, it looks it looks like a war zone. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember, also, we're saying a lot of these wars seem to be made up as an excuse to justify torn down buildings. So this is what a lot of right. this would look like. And when they're going to cleaning this up, it gives a lot of ability to, to get rid of the telltale technologies. Remember, also, there's a big problem with bodies. We're all the bodies, right? You got yeah, a mudflip so, world. We're all the bodies. Well, there's six million roughly <clears throat> skulls in the catacombs of Paris. Just one example. Mm-hmm. Six million is a huge number. Seems to be yeah. a fake number. It seems to be a number they love to throw in fake events, right? But nonetheless, it's more than the population of Paris until yes. that time. So if you added it up, it's like, okay, well, they're taking, they're beheading every citizen and putting them all in the catacombs in, in a nice, uh, delicate right. pattern as well, on top of that. Or this is another remnant of cleaning up of mud flood. I don't know. Uh, we, right. we do know that the current leaders of the New World Order, the uh, Illuminati, all this, They practice what we call Satanism, right? Mm -hmm. And this seems to look in correlate with that. You know, the the catacombs of Paris and all the super dark Gothic stuff does seem to be connected with their ritualistic way of operating, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how big this cleanup effort is. I don't know how much um, like men in black, like technology is implemented. I'm talking about like memory wiping and stuff like this. And I'm reaching out here into the the sci-fi realm because, this is why I said there's extra physical phenomenon entered into the mud flood at some point, maybe in the happenings of it itself, maybe in the cleanup, because it does seem like too much to just straight up sweep under the rug. And I don't, right. I don't know if they yeah. needed to put that much effort into it, or if they have things like these direct energy weapons that can just go and actually just vaporize things like vehicles and such things that would really throw off the timeline. Can they just go in and do a sweep with a big laser direct energy weapon? <laughs> clean it all up because that vaporizes bodies too
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i don't picture them <laughs> in there with construction vests and and garbage bags and you know cleaning up all the old pop cans and all the old hands of bodies that were blown apart in this you know whatever destroyed these cities right um ryan you had mentioned um
2: wars that n- didn't necessarily take place and i think we all had a question because we had watched in doing research for this topic, uh, an individual had made a YouTube video and he was talking about the Civil War. And he specifically talked about slavery, so slavery as we know it in America, and we had a question about that. Now, some of the some of the photographs that he had presented in in his uh, horribly made YouTube video, my <laughs> goodness, which uh, you know you got to power through it and get the information. But you know, some of the things that he was showing was really interesting, like showing, um. Uh, what's it was called um, submarines like in the middle of America where it shouldn't be because there used to be canals that ran through the United States at the time. And they got rid of all they dammed up all these areas so that they couldn't travel like they used to at the time with these steam engines and these submarines that they had when they shouldn't have had them. Mm-hmm. But. I think Boya more specifically had a question about the Civil War and slavery. uh, Because I think your family had a personal experience, so... Well,
3: my last name is... is, You know, last names morph over generations and generations, right? But Esclavo is Spanish for slave. And that's how our family came to have their last names. My great grandmother was born into slavery. Um, so that portion of the mud flood video, I had a big question of, cause it's like, well, was she one of these orphans that like you had just mentioned was told the information that they needed to, to, to know and pushed on through, or, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering how much of that portion of the mud flood theory, um, do you believe is true or or you know
0: he might have elaborated a little too much on um so this is this is actually an interesting this is another whole conspiracy genre itself this is the um and a couple references here my friend uriah he goes by the name ub news he's been championing Mm -hmm. this for a while and i'm looking for this other guy just uh, k-u-r-i-m-e-o carimio a h a u and these guys are just two examples of a whole group of people who are going through and they, they're each not they're all non-white basically right so right. a lot of the case that they're making is that america and possibly even the whole world was basically black before mm-hmm. and not necessarily black dominate but that black brown asian we all had our own large um part of the old world, basically. And a lot of their right. argument is that it was actually a, a black dominant on the East coast there, that kind of thing. But that, that Wall Street, what we're shown of the red Indians and all of that stuff. Yeah. That's all BS. That's what they're saying. Okay. That the whole middle passage, they're saying that num- those numbers don't add up, right? Just like you okay. can't burn 6 million bodies in three ovens. You can't bring that many people over on that many boats. They did the math. They said, this isn't true. They're saying that the right. slavery thing and indentured slavery and slavery was, was very common, right? Even the Saint mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin and, and many other prominent uh, people associated with the founding of America were indentured slaves, right? So we don't mm-hmm. really know exactly what's happening, but, we, but the case is, the theory is, and there's a lot of evidence presented that there's just way too many of them already here. They did not come from Africa. Maybe some of them did, but that that history was given to them, black people, to keep them down. Basically, it was a a history given to them to suppress them. Okay, that makes that your explanation right there
3: makes so much more sense than this guy's YouTube video.
0: Yeah, it was Um, rough. And
3: and and to be honest, uh, that is a theory that I can you know grasp onto, and makes much more sense. Um, As far as the numbers go, do you believe that that number is maybe total indentured slaves that they had here in the Americas? Because we also know that you know the Irish there was. The the numbers may not be true or whatnot, but the Irish were a huge part of slavery here in the United States also. So were the Chinese, um, or actually you know, many different uh people from the from the Asian area were all also indentured slaves too. Do you think those numbers were kind of just all combined and said like, Hey, here you go, Africa, these are for you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know yeah the high score yeah i do and okay. so yeah <laughs> you've got inflated numbers for one right um and yeah they could have just come in and conquered or or whatever you know and say exactly we brought yeah. them here but um and by the way most of the founding fathers if not all of them a lot of these guys are making the case that they were actually black themselves right so there's a there's a whole um history stripped away with that who asked why erase the old world well i think because a lot of this stuff empowers us and so the, the the actual history of black people in america and that these people are refusing to call themselves african americans because of this, right saying we're just black right and that we were here first not but not sorry not first but like before the stupid made-up columbus history and right. that they had a prominent role in society we all we all did apparently mm-hmm. right the, and this also like there's white people in the history of japan You know, there's all all kinds of interesting things. And so when they also, they bring that linear, like, evolution model, and we're like, "Uh, I don't think so. We see the same architecture all over the world, um, Mm -hmm. everywhere. You know, we see the same multiculturalism all over the world, (laughs) everywhere, through all the history. And uh, when it comes to slavery, yeah, there's, wherever slavery is, there's always black slaves there's always white slaves there's always yep it, there, it seems to be very non-discriminatory so yeah um, if they just want bodies they don't care what color they are I, I wanted to mention a couple other things that are that are hidden and covered up uh, even more mainstream Tesla right Nikola Tesla worked a lot on yep. uh, free energy technology and stuff like this and wireless transmission of energy well that's also completely stripped away. That's a very yeah. uh, acceptable level of conspiracy theory. for It's a lot, easy for a lot of people to believe that um, that could have been swept away by J.P. Morgan. You know, but uh, his... This is something you might get cut off the air for, but free energy devices, I've played around with them. Uh, there's many people who patent them. They have mm-hmm. been either assassinated or disappeared uh, voluntarily or involuntarily every time. Every time there's not an exception. Yep. Uh, every time you see somebody just happens to slip on the news man invents engine to run on water. He's gone. You never hear that again, you know? Uh, So that's covered Uh, up up. that exists. Magnetic generators are real. Mm -hmm. Um, we are in complete economic servitude, slavery because of our power supposed power collection and distribution system. It is most definitely one of the top ways that we are controlled. that we are, we have to pay access to the big brother for energy. And that is probably Mm -hmm. one of the key differences between the old world and the new world society, by the way, is that that fundamental food for us, the energy that we probably produce, by the way, we probably produce this energy ourselves or harness it for free. And this is one of the biggest things that is kept from us. Other things that have been erased from our history are missing continents. Right. Mm -hmm. The old maps show us more continents where they go. Well, the flights don't let you fly directly (laughs) over the Atlantic. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Could be a continent right in the middle of the Atlantic. Wouldn't be that hard to cover, right? Lands beyond Antarctica. You guys have probably been introduced to that as well. That's something we don't have enough evidence for to comment on because we don't have what I consider legitimate maps showing that. But we do definitely have legitimate maps, definitely legitimate. I'm talking Mercator maps showing extra continents at the North Pole. Well, that's really interesting along with Mount Miro there, right, which is a historical Mm -hmm. concept. That seems to be evident in in actual legitimate cartography. That's yeah. erased completely. So there's at least two continents there: the Atlantic, possibly Atlantis, and the four northern continents. But we can just sweep that all into one. Those are huge swaths of what we're told is this Earth that are hidden, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, Tartaria is just one other major thing that's hidden. Same, wow! And I, I would stop wow. talking there and move on to the Civil War. Civil War, Uh, a lot of the buildings that were destroyed in the Civil War were beautiful, large, stone, or standard Greco-Roman buildings. They cannot be taken down with cannonballs. That is nonsense. It's trash. It's staged. There's a few photographers. By the way, the Civil War is the first documented war, the first really well-documented war. This seems like these people were hired to go in and, quote, document the war right? So th- I don't know what that means. I don't know what assignments they were given, but they were there. They took pictures. A lot right. of them look staged. It looks staged. It looks like a carnival. It uh, looks like a lot of the people that are dressed up in these uniforms don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're there for.
3: Uh, maybe it was like a a pre-Mud Flood Civil War reenactment.
0: <laughs> it, look, it looks like a commercial. A lot of these guys are they're handed a musket, you know, and they're they're in this ridiculous costume. And by the way, why is there so many costumes in the civil war? Come up with that answer. Yeah. Right. Why is there 52 different costumes or whatever? So anyway, so give them a costume, they give them a gun. You know, some of them have their hands in their jacket. Some of them don't, they're told to pose and look pretty. We don't really have any gory war pictures. Um, mm-hmm. We got the interesting concept that a lot of the the guns that were found had multiple rounds of ammunition in it. We talked last time that it's not in our instinct, our human instinct to go to war and kill other people. And we resisted every chance we're given, and we have to do quite a lot right. of work psychologically to distance the soldier from the enemy in order to get this number down—the number of fake shoots. And this is we, this was evidenced by the Civil War. It was very interesting because they found many, many guns with multiple rounds in them, means so people were just loading right. them and pretending to shoot them and just keep loading them. So it looks like the people who were there to perform the theater of the Civil War didn't want to be there, right? Fake their involvement of it, took their pictures same thing with some artists gone there to sketch things they may or may not know what they were there for same in world war one world war two artists and photographers sent to the front lines, sent to specific platoons to do what to document it what they brought back and what was published we don't know if there's a discrepancy but also we don't know what the what their actual purpose of of being there was right so things Mm -hmm. can be staged even without the direct involvement of the photographers or of the artists but in the case of the photographers of the civil war I think they were in on it straight up. I think they okay. were, were hand-in-coat people. And by the way, Civil War wow. photography, also in the era, era before we had supposedly really good t- photography, yeah, and we have some incredible, 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 incredible photographs from that time. I was,
1: I was about to say, they're just amazing. Some of them are just really clear and distinct. I have a nice
0: DSLR. There's a lot of the pictures yeah. from the Civil War era that I could not match. In, in and yeah. perfect outdoor conditions right now, I couldn't match it. You take that picture back to the computer; it's not going to look as nice blown up. That is
2: nuts! Like There's what? So There's so much. There's so much to this, um, Ryan. Let's talk a little bit more about this orphan. That we, I mean, we discussed it a little bit on the last episode, but can we talk a little bit more about the orphans? And now, I, I mean, in the research that I've done for this, I've seen pictures of these orphan schools, uh, supposedly from the time of, you know, the 1820s to the 30s, 40s, 50s of just schools of children. And the it would seem that most of the adults that are there, or at least in the photos, are men in black suits. Mm-hmm. And they're like the handlers, supposedly, of these orphans. So is is that like... Um, the the people that are chosen to re-inhabit these areas that are being destroyed by the mud flood and they say they they hand them the script okay now you are going to be a uh hillbilly and yeah. you are going to grow tobacco <laughs> and this is where you live now and and is 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 it like that or or what's what's the deal with these orphans
0: well i don't think the um the orphans are given any power at all i don't think they're given a Tobacco plantation or something like that. Um, those are those are the hand and coat people, the men in black, women in black too. By the way, they show up. Mm-hmm. Women in black show up as well. Equal rights. They, you know, <laughs> everything's running these schools. I think it's it's a very uh, split duty situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get in the history of any major city that you name, and this is again part of the reason for making up things like the Ottoman Empire and the, and the various clashes is to excuse these things and to and you'll see that. The History was so boring. I, I don't know why I ever started reading it, but now when I, when I go back and when I'm reading history, they just throw in sentences there. It's amazing how history books can do this and just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there were 7,000 or- orphans from here. Whoa, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I guess the,
1: the biggest problem or the the thing that I've been hanging up on is these people are bringing up these orphans there's got to be someone that like hands them the keys to the their next stage of their life like there's <laughs> got to be an implanted class of people uh, that are have control of things that like are like leading these people to start taking right. over the way they, they want them right, to.
2: Right. I'm right. Back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. You're back. Um, so Chris, go I, ahead and repeat that one more time. So I,
1: what I was saying was these orphans come up and they're getting schooled and, and taught what these, uh, black men and black women and black mm-hmm. uh hand and coat people want them to do or how they're teaching them and educating them and bringing them up we're into uh, a system of what they see fit it seems to me that there's like a class of people that would need to be that buffer between them uh as they grow into taking over the next step of becoming adults right right so it would almost be like if, if i'm the orphan and i'm in and brian's the is the man, in, man black. in black. He's educating me and I'm gonna be brought up and I'm learning all these things, what Brian wants to teach me. And it would almost like I would have to scoot in and boy is running the show until I come over and then I boy tag me out. Yeah, and tags me in, you know, hey, this is what you're gonna do. Okay. Now you're gonna take over, you're gonna learn how to work in a factory. You know, this is what I we this is our family, this is your your race or if they do right, it, right, whatever. Right. Okay. You know, you're gonna take over now. It seems like that's missing to me in this orphan theory
3: uh, of of bringing it in to right. the like so When do she- they? When do they? Like, how do they step in? Yeah, I got it.
0: Like you can't okay. just uh, show up to empty St. Petersburg with a train full of twelve year olds yeah. and say, "Okay, you're a tailor, you know, you're, you're a shoemaker. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you guys, you're gonna help us dust yeah. off the tracks." Yeah. So I, th- I think there's um, some okay. intermediates here, and when a city is emptied and when it is re inhabited, I think the first thing they bring in is workers to clear it out. I think that's where we right. get the photographs right. of them dusting off the old train tracks, putting, putting the up, shingles on, yeah, putting the shingles on the roof, and just doing a general cleanup is what it looks like. There's usually some top hat people there, right. and there's usually some workers there who look not old but not young, right? But these, in my Correct. mind, have been raised in an, in an orphan environment somehow. <laughs> And they've
1: already, been, oh, okay. they've already been they've already graduated that yeah. orphanage yeah. and
3: they've moved in and they're, you know, they're running the show as yeah. workers.
1: yeah. Well, and, and the thing, that is them,
3: you know, the, the amount of indoctrination that would go into these kids at these orphans would be incredible. Yeah. Right? So and, and with those, even if it's hundreds of kids, right, it's still a very small focused group. So you can pump in whatever knowledge, quote unquote, that you want them to believe, and they're not going to question it. No. You know yeah, I mean? they say, so, "Okay, oh. kids, your parents
0: were all killed in the the Great War of Philaden, right? Or the the Great Fire right, of Right, right? You know, the Great Political Turmoil, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It's because of Napoleon. Right. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. So, it, but a lot of them were just dumped off, right? And it's it was right. always interesting to me right. too to like. Why do it just focus on these one specific areas? You know, you got so many from from Ireland and so many from Italy, and, and just it's not an even spread. It seems very directed. Like can we we need more here on yeah. set three, you know. And just dump, but yeah. like in New York, it seems like they just dumped off thousands of kids, they just it's did not exactly do anything with them it at all. Like, you know, right? Yeah. There's all these exactly. pictures of early New York, exactly. where all these kids are just piled up and sleeping on top of each other, and and trying to make it. No mm-hmm. shoes. Running around like packs of dogs. You know, so some of it, I think, uh, is, a, is a much more gentle introduction and, and those would be the more useful people. And uh, you mentioned the Chinese people earlier, too. They seem to be a, a group that was brought in to do a, a, lot, a lot of work, a lot of pre-work. And so by the time a lot of cities like right. San Francisco, Toronto, New York, by the time they really even got off and running, half of it was a Chinatown because they right. used Chinese labor right. yeah, to right. come and build or, or dust it all off and dig it all out and, and all this stuff. And I think that using people of different languages, by the way, is a tactic. And this is not unique. This is all the way around the world. I think they'll bring in people from all over the place to do different things. They can't communicate with each other. They know it'll be a while before the Creoles and the new dialects um, evolve. Right. And the people who were there first, who were brought in there first, they're going to tell what they were told, basically. They're, they're going to tell the history that they were told in their orphanage whenever that, that yep. first was. And so it seems to be really hard to, to uh, track the lineages of a lot of these people um, unless they're part of the bloodline. Unless they're part of the narrative, right. then right. they seem to be an orphan, and that's just that's just a, a weird
3: and uh, uh, something crazy. I mean, you have like all of these Ancestry.com dot com and me and twenty three. You are stuff. like reading my mind, right. right? So so same bloodline,
2: same bloodline. For, well, yeah, here here's right.
3: the thing, though. For <laughs> anybody that's an that's an immigrant, it stops at a certain point, right? So. I don't know how many times... My mother-in-law is huge into this stuff. She does all kinds of ancestry research, right? Her her, her and uh, and my father-in-law's family on each side, she's got, you know, hundreds of years worth of research. Yeah. You know, generations back. So... <laughs> But when you try that with like Asian immigrants or Irish immigrants or native Americans or African Americans, it stops at a certain point and it's not even really that far back. So it's like, Oh, well that's when they weren't recording for you guys because you guys either traveled here undocumented or you were enslaved and you didn't pick a name until the war was over or whatever. You know what I mean? So a lot of that stuff, it's like, you can only go back so far to a certain point, And then they're like, we don't know after that, you know? Yeah. And it seems like it's kind of a cop out because there's always, e- even in, you know, uh, with, with normal white guys here, we could, we can search back your family generations after generations. There's a certain point where there's no birth certificates, right? Everything was just documented in a family Bible or some sort of uh, journal or, you know what I mean? So, but it seems like they can pull that information up without a problem, but there's certain groups of people where they're like, yeah, we got nothing for you. Sorry. Mm. You know? So I'm, I'm curious to, to know, and I'm not sure if this is a question you had to is, is, like that kind of shit a scam like is 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 that history that they're just feeding us because that's what we need
0: to know or they want us to know um the same people that I mentioned earlier that are be talking about the the untold history of America they're going to be saying right. that all the the genetic testing is a scam and that it's basically okay. it's going to yeah. just tell you that you hail from Africa eventually so it, it's partly exactly. it just to kind of fill in the the evolution thing i i don't know about this i'm saying that that's that's the standard uh, recoil is that they're probably fake. Just like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you take a COVID test, they might say you have COVID. Yeah. Right doesn't mean exactly. it's true it doesn't mean that has yeah,
3: yeah that, that was a thought I always had I'm not sure if that was the same question it,
1: mine was similar to that because I was thinking about the ancestry stuff In as a far as a, a, a topic that okay this mud flood, this reset right if this happened x amount of years ago then how can we trace lineage all the way back exactly. and how is it so well documented for like you said some people right yeah hey, you can trace the, the this we'll this throw the royal family yeah uh, after, uh, yeah exactly and don't trace it back to you know Oh, trace me, it back Every time, every time oh. I get going on a good one, fucking Ryan drops off. He just, he just, must not like me. No, but that's a
3: that's a good question. You
1: know, so that, that's that's my thing, right? Yeah. If if they're able to keep it so well documented yeah. for like a royal family for that bloodline, because they're tracing it, because this is
2: how we're going to figure out who's the next exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Back, yeah. yeah. you, you had you had, had Prince Prince. What was it, Prince Andrew? Oh, you see, I can trace my family back to Vlad the Impaler. You see, no. and I'm like. <laughs> You to the va- to Dracula, she's yeah, eating, yeah she's they're driving. eating babies. So, that so sense. if
1: if it, that's the case, if they're able to track it back that far, mm-hmm. you know, at what point did the mud flood happen? And then now it's just bullshit that they're feeding us just to keep their <laughs> narrative going, you know. And how what's to say that they can't fake all that stuff in the first place? Maybe like they Ryan, fake Ryan their own said, said
3: it's a, it could be all fake. Yeah, I the mean blood, the bloodline thing could be fake. These are just the guys that happen to be managing the system.
0: Yeah. Know? The, make, uh, it could be. I think it's clever of them to connect themselves with all the great rulers of history. Right. Or to make up those great rulers of history. Be like, yeah, I'm wow. related to Alexander the Great. We made up Alexander that's the Great. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good wow. point. That's
3: a very good point. And that's, that's a, another question I had, too, is how many... You mentioned Napoleon, right? Maybe Napoleon was a real guy, but his actions, how how much of that was true, but how many stories of you know these these famous people throughout history are just bullshit you know made up stories cuz I, I mean you can go to the movies right watch a completely original movie with a made up villain and a made up hero that could be done at any point in time throughout history you know what i mean and who's to say that even if they did uncover some sort of book of history how do we know that that wasn't some stage play that was written you know what i mean and it happens to lay out what happened between prince so-and-so and the tribe of wherever yeah and wow. they're like this is probably history we should put this in a book somewhere yeah you know what i mean so that's now we've got <laughs> movies
2: that's crazy old well, world you, order movie stars is, is you know you know you know what's interesting too is is um with like the 23andme like I never did it. I don't want to do it because I don't want to get cloned. I probably already have a clone, but um, there's
1: only one perfect person in this world, and that's you, Brian. We would can't know. make a second one. We would know uh, DNA mining
0: is uh, a very real possibility for that as well.
1: That's I think that's I feel, what they're doing with COVID. Testing, to be honest. Here's a here's a twist. You know, this all this ancestry in me the DNA you said DNA cloning or whatever. Oh, all these people are sending off their DNA, right? And then who's to say that they're not taking that and they making? Oh, <laughs> oh, they are. Making
3: sure. of all They're the next hormones. orphans. God damn it, Chris! God damn
2: that it! One, that's what I'm gonna
3: throw out there. That's my new theory, guys. That's what I'm going with.
2: <sighs> so don't yeah, get man. COVID
1: tested because talk, you're man. gonna get cloned and you're gonna start over. That's my moment. mic drop for the the show, Jeez, guys. That's Holy all I got today, Shit.
0: Yeah. Well, so when we're looking at history, I think it's um I try and just pick out who's a character and who's not. Right. Right. I look at them. Like, okay, was this person accredited to build a whole bunch of buildings? Okay, this person's they got their hand in their glove. Okay, that's, that's a bloodline their bloodline could be correct they could actually have that lineage they could have survived this whole great war right, that ended right. the old world order and such and connected themselves with all the new characters that they wrote in to make up the history and that could be also why they have so little respect for us the uh the goyim that we are you know that the we're literally just we were just born in a lab yeah a hundred years ago why yeah. do they care about us we're we're, we're rats yeah basically yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily want to believe that, but it's again, I brought up the, the similarities between the entire Australian population. I don't mean to put right. them all on that group, but yeah. there's a lot. Like, why do Russians look? It, it just doesn't make as much sense as, you know, when you peel into it, you're like, these groups look really, they have very similar characteristics. And, you know, there's possibly even Canadians. I don't, I don't know. Right. You know, right. people who yeah, are said to right. be first generation Canadians. I don't know if they share similar facial, um, characteristics. It's not as strong as the Australian, but the Australian face and the British face seem to be different and right. they seem to hail from the same place, apparently. I don't think so. I think they're different batches, truthfully. And I think that each one of these populations is a different batch. You got the Irish batch, the Italian batch, and this is the Goyim batch, right? This doesn't mean that the princes and, and princesses and whatever who hailed from that same stock, right? they they share the same characteristics or anything like that, their bloodline could be uninterrupted. That could be why they consider it so precious. Remember, they do also consider this bloodline to be the holy grail that's referenced throughout history. The, right. the grail is the bloodline itself. It is some um, preciousness in the untampered bloodline. Now, also, there's people saying that the, the bloodline itself was manipulated with reptilian blood. Maybe that, they consider that precious as well. Maybe they consider that that gives them powers. You know, but either way, it it is good to separate that out from the general population, because I think they separate themselves out from the general population. And this could be one of the reasons why maybe they were not born in a tube. Maybe their tube was, you know, a thousand years ago or two thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand years ago, whereas ours was just a hundred years ago. So why respect our lineage? Because our lineage is brand new you know, and yeah. uh, oh, by the way, dates, I just wanted to mention something on dates and uh, it's been mentioned before, but it's worth noting that uh, we think that we know when something happened in 1524 or whatever, or, you know, anything that happened between zero and 1000, I think is just totally made up. We've mentioned that, that the, the one being an I, and uh the, the rest of history just being jammed in there. But a lot of things are written in um history, like. Uh, you're talking about persia people be referenced like okay uh taylor john who was born 35 years after the death of king so-and-so you know it, and we piece together history based on a lot of these references because again when a new bill a new law or you know they recorded a court proceeding or something like that it'll say like yeah we're nine years into the reign of this leader kind right. of thing and so it's sort of like dendrochronology uh, counting tree rings it's it's a little bit haphazard and we have to assume that we know when the reign of so-and-so was Mm -hmm. you know in order for that to to make any sense it can only be 1522 if it's 22 years into the reign of so-and-so if that dude actually started at 1500 right you know so a lot of this uh, the base um, assumptions that we need they could have been filled in by the writers of history and again a lot of this some of them are mentioned so scantly, you wouldn't believe it like we we build ideas of characters in history based on one sentence a tablet or something like that Mm -hmm. right and that's all we got we got one sentence in a tablet and i don't know if any of these tablets were uh produced for us like produced in modern times um talking about egypt there was pictures of a lot of egypt being constructed Mm -hmm. there's a lot of talk about the the sphinx being highly manipulated maybe changed you know stuff like that Right, right. Well, that that pictures pictures of, uh, Stonehenge
2: of Stonehenge being built, and that that, yeah, that blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. and
0: yeah. and, yeah. and <laughs> concreted their concrete and rebar. Right? That's a, <laughs> that's, a th- that's a theme park thing, and part of Egypt is like oh. it's Cairo seems to be a theme park. Some of this seems to be just made to to give us a spark of history and to right, give us that right. that wow factor, and we don't know if it was built in the last, you know. 50 years, even probably a hundred years, but yeah, we have very strange pictures of early Egypt, uh, it changing quite a lot, you know, them moving some things around. And we also don't know if the powers that be do have access to the old technologies. I assume they do, right? The same technologies that built the pyramids. I assume they have them now. And just because we built up a lot of this with rebar and concrete doesn't mean that they couldn't float some stones around or or laser cut some stones if they, if they needed to. Mm -hmm. And I'm mentioning this because the hieroglyphs and such, um, I don't think they're cut in. That was one of my questions you guys brought up earlier. Like, how do they do all this delicate work on these buildings? Well, one of my questions is how are they cutting all these hieroglyphs and not making a mistake? Right. And like, this is delicate work. And I believe that Michelangelo could sit there with his fine, his fine grain chisel and he could chisel it out and he could sand that nose and again and again and again. And he could, he could spend a week on every little muscle. Mm-hmm. He could spend a year on every muscle if he wanted to, you know, at the, at the end of the day. But I'm saying there's no way that they're getting teams of low level scribes. Essentially you wouldn't be getting master craftsmen to be cutting every, every little dent in a hieroglyph. Right. You know, that's, right. there's so many of them that they have to be cast or they have to be molded or they have to be um, like, Soft, like a soft sidewalk where you put your handprint in kind yeah, of thing, right, right. right. they stamped in somehow something like that 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 <laughs> implies a modern that to me that's modern yeah you know to wow. me that that's a, that implies that the that language, the hieroglyphic language, and a lot of these um symbolized languages were made up by us. And we have a lot of trouble in linguistics linking a lot of things together. There are patterns. We do, we do have an evolution. We've seen the evolution, the split of the Romance languages and stuff like that. It's pretty well documented, and they share enough relationships where it's obvious to us. But a lot of them don't, you know. And famously, we've had excruciating troubles um, translating a, lo- a lot of old documents too. And I think that uh, some of these languages were made up, and it is part of the, is part of the uh, the theme park thing and stuff like. Egypt and and yeah Stonehenge and a lot of these yeah. things are just they're made up and just to look ancient when they're not and I think that the, a lot Where's of the, the old world head
3: the Easter Island is that what the yeah but yeah well that's the strange thing about Easter Island too is for the longest time we were told that those heads were just there but it turns out that those heads have bodies up to like thirty feet underground
2: yeah it's strange yeah. that's odd um question I had is is do you guys think collectively so we were talking about like the orphans and the the men in black suits and the men in black hats and the women that, you know, hand and coat people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they're training these people in what we see in a very mirrored way of like trades that we see now? You have an apprentice. And they don't know shit. And right. then you have an, a journeyman who's the skilled worker. And then you have the master. And then you have the foreman. And then you have the superintendent. Is it like the orphans are the apprentices, and the men in black hats are the jur- journeymen? And then there's someone above them who's the master. And then there's someone above them who, you know, is the the superintendent of this group of orphans. And is it? Do you think it's something like similar like that? Is that? And that's why we operate in society the way that we do in a way of um, hierarchy mm-hmm. in our own cultures and our own ways through our own careers and jobs and daily activities. Do you think that that's just something we have in us because of these past lineages, if you will, of these orphanage orphans and orphanages that were, they were trained this way. Yeah. maybe so it's like embedded in us, like, you know how like, like dogs, like if you have a, a, a puppy, right? That's that you get from its mother and it grows up and it's never around any other dog, mm-hmm. but it knows to bury stuff.
3: Yeah. It's and, and got certain, certain like instincts, certain
2: memories and instincts that are yeah. just through I there. Think so
3: because let, like take Lord of the flies, for instance, right? You could, I mean, and we see it like when they do survivor, I don't know how much of that shit is actually like real, real, but if you take a group of people within a certain amount of time, they're going to create a hierarchy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're going to figure out who's in charge, who comes in after uh, in charge after the guy that's in charge, who's going to be doing the fucking bitch work of, you know, <laughs> maintaining the building, like yeah. sweeping the floors, cleaning the dishes type thing. You know what I mean? So I think that that, that is normal um, amongst people. Cause and. Say for dogs, for instance, even if you took that puppy that's been with you forever, if something were to happen to all the humans, right, and the dogs get together, they're going to create certain packs and and, uh, they're going to have a hierarchy throughout themselves. Same with pretty much every other group of animals throughout the animal kingdom. I think that's just a natural thing. Someone needs... Each group needs a leader, basically. And you do have the ones that don't need leaders. You know what I mean? They do things on their own and... But... When it comes to like the the orphans, I I think they probably try and weed out the ones who want to do things on their own. You know what I mean? Those yeah. are like, the, the the people they need around to start their new world order.
0: I have a comment on this. Sure, sure. That's um, why you're here, man. Okay, so when when you see the old pictures of the these major cities, and again, name your city. Doesn't matter when we're moving into it and you see the the early pictures of it, they've got wooden signs up on these beautiful old buildings, you know, the mud streets and whatever, and the telegraph poles before 1882, but they've got cheap wooden signs up that say tailor and shoemaker and printmaker. And my point here is that the only jobs that seem to be relevant to anything that an orphan or goyim or whatever we want to call them, the only things that they're able to do are prison jobs of the equivalent, right? Meaning things that you could be taught to do, in a month, basically, and that yes, you can train, you could become better and you can you can be the master eventually. But I'm saying this because mining, road building, any of these things, they're things where your job is to move this rock over here again and again and again and again, you know, the tailor making, it's all actually quite simple, like uh, uh, leather making, you know, th- these are not super technology, uh, super high technologies, does not take a lot of brain power, the huge majority, if not all, of these orphans would have been illiterate. By the right. way, right? They would not okay. been able to read or write, which is very useful for a people you're trying to give them a fake history and, and write them into a history, right? All these. Irish and, and Italian immigrants, I doubt they knew that what their role in history would be or that they would have any concept of that. So who actually writes this stuff? There has always been an elite class. You know, the, they may be bloodline, they may be not, but they're the ones that are writing the novels and the history books and the the, the newspaper entries of the day, right? Chronicling the happenings of the day. It's the upper echelons that are doing it. And as always it's been the upper echelons who have sanctioned the release aka the publication of Mm -hmm. these things because publication is one enterprise that does require quite a lot of resources and in this scenario of uh, orphans re-inhabiting empty cities the only ones are going to have access to the major resources are going to be those controllers right so they're going to they're from the beginning they're going to be pretty on top of what is published media production right their basic focus the new world order, the people who run the new world order, the, the, the maintainers, you know, the elites, their job is to produce media. Right. I've said that many, many times, but that's, that's how you get history. What do these other people do? The tailors and the and the, the brickmakers and the these are all things that could be taught in one generation. Mm-hmm. You don't need a, a lineage of of the tailors. You can learn that. Any of us right now could go become tailor apprentices, and in probably a couple of years, we're gonna be pretty damn good tailors. Right, right. You know, and that's right, gonna right. be the, it's gonna be the same with masonry and all this kind of stuff. And so the top level of knowledge and stuff they choose what to give to us you know we're gonna ch- we're gonna show them how to fix a steam engine but we're gonna tell them that our generation made the steam engine kind of thing mm-hmm. um yeah i think that was that was my main point there is that the all of these professions other than the elite professions Every single one of them could have been taught to a prisoner. Right. And the, right. the orphans are the equivalent of the prisoner, basically. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So at what point does
1: the higher ups or the men in black or the guys, the hand and coat, what, what makes them to decide at what we're going to when we're going to restart and why would we restart, start, you know, and start over? Do we get to a point where we just we uncover too much and we figure it out? And they're like, yep, we're going to start over. We'll fix these guys. We'll trick them again and use them for what we want or whatever they're gaining from us by doing this. What is that tipping point of when they decide to start that reset?
0: I can't figure out if they are simply taking advantage of mud floods as they happen Mm. or if in the process of destroying cities in the process of this war that one of their weapons is some sort of a seismic weapon right. that does cause mud floods i don't know i don't know that answer yeah um i know that in the process of these wars and i'm assuming that this is what this is that the conquering of tartaria was a gradual process it took a long time this was a this was a major war versus old world versus new world values maybe different Populations, maybe these were Atlanteans that we, you know maybe the Tartarians were Atlanteans, maybe they were, they were uh, Palladian. I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, but I think I would lean towards more them having something to do with the mud flood itself okay. than them taking advantage of it. and uh, yeah, so it being a weaponized phenomenon. Uh, there's one guy, Philip Druzenum who does a lot of research. He's linked the star forts to fracking. And we haven't mentioned Mm -hmm. star forts enough. They're basically just big forts that look like stars, but they're old world megalithic buildings typically with two or three or four generations of building on top of them. So the, the old, the cathedral, Mm -hmm. like the Roman, Greco Roman, Persian, Ottoman, Byzantine, that's all pre red brick, right? That's the civilization before that. Those are the buildings that we would find on star forts typically. And they've been found in the farthest reaches um, of our world. But and I'm not as versed in as Phil is. That's why I'm mentioning him. He's worth looking into and he's he goes super in depth in the mud flood theory, Philip Drew's in him. And uh, yeah, he links, he links the star forts to fracking, saying that this is basically cultivation of natural gas and that in this process, that can produce mud floods. Mm. Right, and I don't—I don't know if that's correct, but I'm giving him more credit than than I give myself because he's he's gone deeper into right. it, and uh, so that it could be a consequences of our behavior that caused the mud okay. flood and the 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 different factions that were vying for power could have taken advantage of that or they could have, could have been a weaponized thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think I would lean, I toward, I would lean toward, uh, toward the uh, weapon. weapon. Yeah. It makes more sense because it's, I mentioned last time that it's really like the cities are targeted being covered, right? The cities in the surrounded areas. It, it's not like you see a blanket mud flood around the world. And it seems that literally piles of mud fell on top of cities, period. And they didn't, Scour the countryside only in the immediate vicinity to the to the mud floods, and yeah, I've I've looked at this as much as I can in real life as I've been traveling around too, and just noticing like, okay, well, some of it makes sense if I could be like, okay, well, the mud came from up somewhere, mm-hmm. uphill somewhere, but no, a lot of places it doesn't. It looks like just the city was just covered in mud, right? Whether it came from the ground up or whether it came from the sky down, I, I don't know. Do you True. think?
2: this might be a bit of a stretch here, but do you think we're in a mud flood right now? And I don't mean like natural disaster that they're creating artificially, but we're seeing this odd destruction of history done willingly by the orphans. Right. If I can say that
0: Mm. and
2: it, you know what I mean? And it's all over the, it's, it's changing the language it's changing the history we're we're and now they're not even they're not even asking these people that are that are destroying these historical monuments they're not even asking like who they are what they believed in what they stood for i mean it it it's, wouldn't surprise me if they were you know to go rip down like a martin luther king jr statue because they're like this right. guy was a slave owner and they're everyone's like yeah let's do it and they're like what are you talking about Yeah. I, I,
3: I, this is something I think I may have brought up, uh, during the last show is that I, I believe that we're in some sort of a mud flood, maybe not in the capacity of a full reset, but, um, just based on the fact that even our leaders in office, like we had Nancy Pelosi say um, that she's not tied to statues, uh, no matter what of their historical value and this and that. And then they asked her, Well, what do you think about them, you know, basically sneaking up in the middle of the night and tearing these statues down and throwing them in the harbor and doing, they said, Well, people are going to do what they want to do, you know, with basically no regard for history. Uh, whether you like it or not, a Confederate statue is American history. And it's something that um, shouldn't be just forgotten about. And, and, you know, it's a slippery slope when you start tearing down
1: history. And Ryan, I think, talked about this or touched on it when you tear down history and then you can create your own false narrative very easily of what you want to
3: put out there. Well, I believe that's the purpose of what is happening right now. And, And in a generation or two without those types of monuments, then history is going to be whatever they tell us it is. So that's that's the reason why I believe we are in, like I said, maybe not in the um, expanse of a full reset, but we're in the middle of a little mini episode right now.
1: Yeah, I'd, I don't know if I'd call this being in a, a mud flood. I think we're in a time of great unrest where people are trying to gain control of others and they're doing it very covertly and it starts off subtle. It, that starts off with, hey, let's tear down that building or, hey, let's tear down that monument. Hey, let's make everybody wear a mask. Let's see if everyone will, co- uh, you know, co- tell to do whatever we want them to do yeah. and see how far we can push everybody to get what we want, which is the ultimate goal of controlling our thought process, uh, what we want to do with, you know, with ourselves, period. You know, I think it, I think there's an agenda out there and they do it. Subvertly, and they they stare at with the TV, and they, they you know tell you exactly what you need to know and only what you need to know, and their narrative only. Right. That's why it's very difficult to go out there and do research and find out, you know, alternate news. I mean, this is, yeah. you don't hear the this stuff in the mainstream media. Yeah. So I think that it's just a dangerous time right now that the people are doing what they're doing. So it's gonna be it's very scary to me right now. I don't know where this is going to go, and yeah. if it does end up, I think maybe the guys in the the black coats come out and say, "Hey, you know what? You guys are dicking up. You guys, you're not you're doing saying. what we want you to do. So, you know what? We're going to start over, and we got the orphans to do it. Maybe that's the way they do it. True. They come in with their their laser guns and zoop, see <laughs> zap, zap, and then there.
0: <laughs> There's a couple interesting points um, here. One, I'd just like to point out that we're in a very interesting time with a lot of things happening right now. And in the information age where we all have supercomputers in our hands, we still don't know what's happening right, right. now, right? So how hard- talking about how easy it is to cover up the present and cover up history and make a new history, it's literally happening right now. And we all have the total ability to record everything, and et cetera. So that could totally have been done in a time where we did not all have supercomputers in our hands and we're, you know, 90% of the population or more right. didn't right. read or write. So, um, are, are we in a reset? Um, you mentioned the statues. I think this is an ongoing process. I think the, the process of destroying old buildings, erasing Mm -hmm. history basically is such a gargantuan task because the whole world was built into an epic old world civilization. (laughs) And so they do use any excuse like, okay, we've got a civil war going on and then bam, Mm -hmm. that's why all these buildings were gone.
2: Okay. That makes sense. Yep. So, so are you suggesting that like, let's just say in 10 years, we don't have 10 years left, but in 10 years (laughs) from now, so are are you suggesting that like in 10 years from now, right, that, that our history, that's like what's happening right now could all be erased. And then in 10 years from now, they could say, oh, the reason all of these statues were destroyed and all these cities were burned down and all these buildings were destroyed and all these people died was because of the great war of twenty twenty and the and the <laughs> COVID nineteen outbreak. You know yeah, like Absolutely. Yeah, well, and
0: that that could be true too, right? They're they're creating this event too, and they could easily just be like, Yeah, yes, the yeah. people went nuts during COVID and they ripped all the statues down. But what I wanted to point out is that how hard it has been actually and how this is like why they need to make up multiple wars and multiple things. Every time there's been an empire change or whatever, statues get pulled down. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a lot of them. I mean, thousands of statues of Stalin got destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Thousands of statues of Mao got destroyed. Except the thousands one in the of stat- except, yeah, the one in Portland still standing strong. <laughs> oh, there's going to be some. There's going to be some that make it, but like, you know, Saddam, right? So yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of people who live on can TV. just get totally erased, totally yeah. erased, and there's a lot of events that can get totally erased. We're talking about what they're going to say in 10 years from now. Well, I don't know. Well, we're 20 years, almost past 9-11. They still say that planes hit it mm-hmm. and took it down and that there's 12 hijackers or whatever that, that did that, you know. So even though there's a resistance of people, millions of people, actually, I would go to say that disagree with that right now. We know that the history is going to say that two buildings flew, uh, two planes flew into the buildings and that's it. We're gonna get that that version of the narrative, just like we have the version of the Civil War now. And there's probably a lot of people who were alive then be like, "Yo, they came at night and they knocked that building down. It wasn't it wasn't cannonballs. Right, I'm telling you, right. it wasn't cannonballs." And they're, and they're like, "Think about it. Think about it. Look at the size of those cannons, right? Do you think they just came in? And they just aimed them all at that one building and they fired twenty five thousand cannons at that building to get it down? This is a coliseum, yeah. right?" And we're saying. Greco-Roman. the America's filled with Greco-Roman buildings that were knocked down by cannonballs. I bet there was a lot of people. Supposedly, I bet there was a lot of people there that were like, yo, this is not how it went right. down. Of course, did they make it into history? No, not at all. Of well, but so, well,
1: that goes to the point of the reset because they do the reset. <clears throat> they come in, they give their new narrative, and then that's the way it is.
0: That's the way it is, and,
1: and that's what we know, and that's what we're taught.
0: You know? We'll even look at it right now with the BLM and all this stuff. They're they're saying that. These are Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm-hmm. What's not going to make it into the history is the bricks being laid out ahead of time exactly. and, all, and all this stuff. George Rose is not going to be made into the history unless we change things, by the way, right? But yeah. like yeah. The, what's going to be recorded is that this was a, just a happening that happened, mm-hmm. right? And that's how they make all these events out to, you know, uh, meanwhile, pretty much every war that we know of as well, we know that some sort of false flag event, you know, gave them the excuse to go into it. And right. Not, seems that every event is, falls into this category, quite honestly. And I say this because real events happen. They just don't make the news. They just don't make the narrative. They're not to be used for any reason. There are real shootings, I believe, that are not a conspiracy, right. like mass shootings that are not a conspiracy. For example, the one in Canada recently. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a conspiracy. I can't see any, you know, I, there's no videos on it saying that, hey, look at the guys in the black suits here. It looks mm-hmm. like a legitimate thing. Means it won't be used at all other than maybe just more gun laws like we talked the first time we talked. Yeah. But yeah. No, nothing serious. It wasn't used for a narrative. It's not going to be used as a huge excuse to knock down buildings or change regimes or anything like that. And uh, you, so I just want to touch on you mentioned, are we in a reset? Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting question. Um, could could be. It could be. I don't yeah. know if we're in the middle of a mud flood. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. I right. think mud floods I, I happen agree. pretty, they hit pretty hard like a snowstorm. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. If I, if I, The way that I would picture it, if it, a mud flood happening, I wouldn't picture it, it it'd be like an overnight thing i think it'd be like boom huge something event like you talked about what ryan How what is the the term that you coined it as uh, the god i'm dying now it, it's the the pompeii no it's the, the event like it's like the interdimensional event oh, oh, or whatever you know uh it's, it's, oh,
0: um, Extra physical.
1: Yeah. Extra physical. Thank you, Ryan. Uh extra physical event. When that takes place, it's gonna you know, we're gonna wake up and we're not gonna wake up. Right. <laughs> and this is point. the way it is. Yeah, we're gonna be gone. This huge, you know, uh earthquake machine sends this immense amount of mud to cover up our civilization. Right. And, and it's gonna few, be
3: asteroids. The
1: few stragglers that come up that yep. make it up to the surface or whatever walking around, they're going to get zapped and then they're going to say, okay, here we go. Let's well, start. I, over. I, I
3: agree. Uh, the more I think about it, cause there's always, uh, you know, another asteroid is grazing earth. That's you know, so many thousand miles away and this. And so they're setting you up basically cause you're always getting told like if Yellowstone blows, everybody's dead. If that asteroid comes any closer, everybody's dead. You know what I mean? Like there's constantly this fear of an extinction level event happening And they let you know, you know, pretty frequently throughout the year, this might happen. That might happen. The big one is waiting to shake California. You know what I mean? It's uh, the, the, the tornadoes are terrible in the Midwest. The hurricanes are getting worse in the Southeast. It's constantly there's some sort of event looming over us. And I think that might just be to groom us for that. Event I think that
1: the doom place. and gloom does groom us for the event to, to take place. Yeah.
3: And so then. you're kind of just like, well, they told us, you know, <laughs>
2: you, you know what's interesting too, is uh, Ryan, you had mentioned nine 11. <clears throat> and I think Gordo had mentioned this on the show from those conspiracy guys. He said that, I mean, psychologically, there's an interesting thing that's happening, not only with what's going on right now, but there's an entire generation of people that are living now on this earth that go into the airport that they think that I just take my shoes off because that's just what I do here. Right. I'm supposed to take yep. my shoes off, so I take my shoes off and I get on this tube that <laughs> flies through the sky, and that's just. They what don't I remember do.
0: it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, they don't remember
2: right. the fact that the only reason we do that was because do that now yep. is because of 9/11. So this this it's like the narrative that always always changing historically is literally done in 10 years you know what i mean mean, 9-11 was not that long ago for most of us that experienced it went through it but for somebody who didn't live through it what they learn about that day is only what will be told by them either by the textbook or the tv or they're just not told at all right because if you were to ask most kids who were you know, I don't know, 14, 15, maybe 16 younger than us, obviously. And you're to say, what do you do? Have you ever been on the airplane? Yeah, of course I've been on the airplane. And you go in, and I take my shoes off and then I, I stand like this and they scan my wiener and, they make, you know, <laughs> and then I go on my way. Well, do you know why that that happens? And they don't, they couldn't tell you. unless they, they, you know, That's just the rules for them. That's just the rules for them. And then you know, when they're our age and they have another generation walking on the earth and they why do we why why do we um do you know why you always wear a mask everywhere now? Right? <laughs> Come yeah. on,
3: Don't jinx this? God damn yeah.
2: it! I'm just—I don't—you know—I don't want to put that into a fruition. But well,
3: too late, can't no take back to you, So <laughs> no take.
2: But it's now you have this other generation. I just wear a mask,
0: guys. It's already happened. Yeah, this is absolutely. already happening people right are, now, where people forget what it's like to to live in a pre-COVID yeah. world already.
3: Yeah, and you get shamed. You get mask shamed, dude. I'm telling you, I. I don't like
1: throwing this out there, but there were some masked Nazis that I was dealing with this last week. And I, and And you you weren't in California. Oh, I wasn't in California and I thought I was going to a free state. I was all excited. I got, I was, tell you what, I was like, I'm moving to this state because they're not going to bust my balls about wearing a mask. No, walk in. Hey, where's
3: your mask? The what the, where am I Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is happening because they even if you're uh, mowing your lawn and because we've had people walk by like stink eyeing you. My what wife, mess? my wife was
1: on a run with her, one of her really close girlfriends, and she's a firefighter, a, uh, a first responder. She deals with these kind of calls, the COVID calls, yeah. and, and she's it's like, COVID it, hot. it's not there. There's, there's, not, there's not this. Yeah. So they're running. They're literally on like a, a seven-mile run, and they're like next to each other. They're about as close as me and boy running yeah. down the road. This lady comes from the other side of the road, comes to them, and has her mask on, and she's shaking her water bottle at her. <laughs> Six feet apart. And my wife was like, are you kidding me? I told my wife, I said, you should have yelled back. Hey, this is my wife. Why don't you back yeah, off?
3: Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Yeah. Is it no, I'm I'm a fan. Fan. It's, it's so wild now because people, it, it used to be at a point where people would police the government, right? That was, that's our job is supposed to be is to police the government. Now we're policing our neighbors and letting the government tell us what we need to do. And and that's the problem. Yeah. The government and, is
1: to govern us only when it suits us. Exactly. And, when it has our best interests in mind. When they start infringing on that, it's our duty to elect the officials that we need well, in there and, to and allow
3: us to live our lives how we want Not them. only that, but you have people who have completely forgotten that. Yeah. And so they take it upon themselves to police you. So if you happen to be... Out running, if you happen if they go out of their way to quote unquote put themselves in danger by approaching you who doesn't have a mask and but they're so terrified by the aspect of catching covid and, and passing it on to anybody else right but they go out of their way to come to you and tell you how bad you are and how you're not doing what the government told you to do. And that there's a governor's mandate for, and it's like, we're know, off on a tangent, but I like this. It is, right but, now. but That's it has to be because they, it, they've gone out of their way to put themselves in danger to tell you this. And it's no. like, why are you so worried about me to begin with? Listen like, listen here, brown shirt. Your kid's building pipe bombs in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you worried about me? You know what I mean? It's just so strange to me. And <clears throat> it sucks because I don't agree with the masks at all, right? Masks are to pr- protect sick people from healthy people, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what doctors tell you all the time. Like, no, I put a mask on because... I, I'm protecting myself. Right. So So. if, if I'm not experiencing any symptoms, I understand asymptomatic and all that stuff. Right. But if I'm not experiencing any symptoms, there's no reason for me or my kids to have to wear a mask. And it's, it's, but it's gotten to the point now where it's like, if you want to go to the grocery store, you better wear one because we have the right to refuse service. Yeah. You know, so it puts everybody in a really shitty position. It does. It does. And thanks to Brian, he just jinxed
2: us. And well, we're going to have to wear masks forever. So you know what I <laughs> what I do say you now? I, I do say this everywhere I go because I don't wear a mask. Wife and I were at the grocery store yesterday and we walked around for a while. And I'm so so wife's wearing a mask and I'm not wearing a mask. And at, at times we were splitting up to get stuff because I'm like, I don't want to be here all day. And I'm getting looked at. I know I'm getting looked at. Eventually, a manager comes up to me and he says, hey, excuse me, sir. Is there any way I can get you to wear a mask while you're in the store? I said, oh, brother, I have a a medical exemption. And he goes, oh, say no more. Have a good day. He walked away. (laughs) See, not here. (laughs) But
1: that's like the thing that I have a big problem with. My daughter, who has uh, a pretty good case of asthma, I'm not going to send her to school wearing uh, a mask and having her sit in uh, school all day long. That's the issue. With a mask. I, I will not.
3: Yep. I will not. Dom's not as severe. Dom's not as severe as her, but it's the same thing. My wife went to go get the truck worked on, and they told her, oh, all the kids, mind you, Zeke is under two years old. Uh, all the kids need to be wearing masks. Yeah. And she said, no, my oldest has asthma and he's under two. My daughter fine, but good luck having her keep it on for the next three hours. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, but, but that's the thing too. You mentioned about schools is now they want to send kids to school, having a mask on all day. That ain't going to happen, especially with little kids. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen. So
0: <laughs> no, but I, I know my
3: kids, I'll be, I'll be exactly.
1: homeschooling on them. I,
3: I know we got off on a
0: COVID. Well, let me, let me breath. reel this back in. Yeah. So get, the, get us back board, the, the original, the original thing here was that are we in a reset? And my thought was that these events, yes, they are placed in our pop culture ahead of time to prep us for a predictive programming. Um, not necessarily that it's going to happen, but that it could happen. Right? I'm talking alien invasion, I'm talking about earthquakes, tsunamis, you know, volcanoes, asteroids, whatever. And so I do think there's a there's a Dr. Evil like situation, you know, where they're saying, okay, okay, we're doing the COVID right now. And they're literally (laughs) running it like that. Right. You know, and uh, I think these are for reasons, obviously, but it does look like we're at a a junction point and that this event is a worldwide event. So I don't know if you guys have seen another worldwide event since World War Two. Right. And this is why a lot of people are calling this event World War Three. And that it is happening mostly covertly. And the interesting argument would be that maybe World War Two and One also happened mostly covertly. And that what we're told of it now is much different from how it actually unfolded. So I do think this is an event button. And the reason that a lot of this stuff is so divisive, and I'm talking about the mask issue, um, it, it starts to turn me uh into a, a real um disobedient person immediately. Right. Right when I I start to think, well, I've made a lot of progress in my life. You know, I've gained some stability. I'm a house owner. I'm a homeowner. Yeah, and I'm really I'm ready to to fucking go to jail right now right. over you know. someone asking me to wear a mask. Exactly. You know. And <laughs> now that powerful that emotional power has been injected into this. We're talking about Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. as well. I'm in an interracial relationship. I've I've had some conversations oh, yeah. with my girl <laughs> who have who have that has been semi-hostile, right. Because of right. the dialogue that's been. Re- Recently injected into this, Mm -hmm. and it is made to make us fight. It is is made to make us divide. It is made to make our emotions run down those lower level frequencies, take oh, us away from it. the power. That's yeah, it's too bright. I'm gonna say my, my beautiful
1: it. black daughter is. I can't get up there. They can't can't pick it up in the camera. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can see. Take our word but, for
0: it. She's black. Yeah, yeah. So the, but the point of that was that these issues can divide exactly. us at our friends, at our at our partners, has, at it, our absolutely. business partners. Yep. Yeah, I, you know.
1: I had a I had a very interesting conversation um for July 4th uh, at a party. And, you know, uh, a, a couple that was in an interracial uh, relationship came and they were sitting with us and they were about my wife's age and my age. And they both worked in the healthcare profession. And um, she was talking to us about Grace and yeah. her hair and everything and how we're doing it and, you know, where we learned. And we were just, you know, rapping with her for a long time. And then she, she asked the question,
3: she said, So what do you do for work? Oh boy. And I, I said, I work
2: for Coffee Plus. You said, I kill black people. <laughs> that's what I do for a living.
1: <laughs> so it got brought up, and we had this. Gr- it was a great Discord. We had a know, great those, that's conversation. The way she converse about and things. she had asked me a ton of questions about my training, my experiences, what I've done on the job. And um, it was very eye-opening for for her to gain my perspective on on my job and and at one point she said but you're all, all are killing us and i was like maybe she's missing the point of this whole conversation
3: it's true and uh and that type of discourse is great my brother and i you know we're the product of an interracial marriage so but his point of view on the situation of mine couldn't be more different. Although we agree with certain aspects, right? Yeah. And, and because my biggest argument about all of this, and Ryan's exactly, you know, hit the nail on the head when he's, when he talks about how divisive it is. Because my father and I, my father's black, my mother's white, my father and I have this conversation and there's so much more that him and I agree on than, what my brother and I agree on. And it's super strange, but at the same time I like having those conversations with people <laughs> on a respectful level. Because there's some people that you can't
1: there's certain people that can have the conversation exactly. and then
3: there's people that can't have a conversation. But, but uh as far as, you know, like Ryan said, maybe this reset is is gonna be over an expanse of ten years, right? I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm I'm guaranteeing in the next five to ten years major events happening yeah and and so this divisiveness could be stage i don't know what are we at now guys that would this be stage four of how fucked 2020 has been <laughs> and it just and it's just gonna keep adding stages so they've they've got the fear they've got the divisiveness now there there's basically in, in america in, in general i mean you want to say just north america in general from top to bottom there's a complete dissection of people's beliefs um, in the government and the the people protecting the public um, and just within class in general. And these could all just be laid out in order for them to get to the main goal of the hard reset. Yeah. I I, I, I would agree with you
1: on that boy. If there's going to be a hard reset, I don't know if I, <clears throat> if I'm all in on this hard reset, but I do know that, I, that the, everything that's happening is not coincidence. Absolutely there's there's not. too many things going on. I think if I had to make a prediction for what stage four, what the next thing is, I think that the election's going to come. They're going to fix it, and it's going to go. And there's going to be a mass like uprising.
3: That could be the next step. And, and then I think I think there's
1: a mass uprising because there's a, the battle lines are drawn. You know, oh, there's a clear line in the sand for okay. sure. And, and I think that after that, after that. That moment where they mm. divide us all, then that's when that, the the Project blue beam the alien yeah. invasion comes, so
3: that we have to unite. Yeah, and true. Us all over. Well, but again it could and- be, it could be all the wars and things that we've had, the battles, the skirmishes that you've seen throughout history. Maybe those are the people who believe, like, hey, no, there's they're trying to shut us out again, and we're not going to let it happen. Yeah, hmm. you know what I mean and and so i mean that's just another point of view i guess something just popped in my head but what if that's how this is portrayed later on in the history books is these are the good guys these are the bad guys but these are the people who who were awake enough to understand that something was being done to their current way of life and wanted to defend that you know
0: i don't like it (laughs) i don't like this theory
1: (laughs) brian where, where where do you think you stand
0: on all this brian um, so I've, I've got a couple of points, and I think it's actually a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. So the the difference between uh, it being an event like mud flood just boom happening, right. and it being built up is a is a huge difference. This part of, of what uh, part of the reason that uh, people say that uh, windows and whole floors and, and such of old buildings are buried is because it's a cultural layer. They say this is suggesting that a bunch of debris or dust or food waste or whatever (laughs) built up over hundreds of years and gradually the street got taller. Now, this sounds utterly ridiculous and cartoonish and uh, I don't buy it. And but even further, like when you dig into it, it's just mud. It's not it's not full of a cultural layer by any means. It's not full of stuff and junk and it's mud, you know, so that's one thing. The civilization that was taken out by the last mud flood seems to be very sophisticated. Right. And just because we have shiny steel, glass, concrete buildings, I do not think we are that sophisticated. Mm -hmm. I don't think we are that mobilized. And I don't think we're that in tune with our natural power, which is mostly frequency-based and thought-based. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter if we have guns and and stuff like that. I think we're a very low-frequency civilization. I'm saying this because I don't think a mud flood would be totally necessary to get rid of us. Right. I think... It's like look at Minneapolis right now, Indianapolis too. Uh, Maybe we go to Mad Max pretty quick. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe it goes to a desert pretty freaking quick because our civilization is that unprepared, um, and it is so far less sophisticated than whatever the Tartarian Empire or civilization was. I kind of I'm leaning towards that because I think that we have been so easily duped into accepting the picture of reality that we've been given uh, by any event name the event right the vietnam war right whatever happened in the in the contras right Uh, you know so what the what the population thinks it seems to be easy enough to manipulate right now under this climate in this civilization that they may not need a mud flood They may not need anything big. They may not need, you know, a fake nuclear war or something like that. And by the way, that's what I think it would be. I think that when we get a major destruction of a city or something like that or an actual mud flood event that they say, oh, yeah. And then China came in and right. And they fill in the hydrogen bomb or something. They make something up to explain the destruction and explain the mud flood basically. Mm. But, yeah, I don't think they need that. I think we are experiencing a major, major shift And uh, within my, within my Babylon theory that if we sway too far towards utopia or dystopia, I think we are reset. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of just are woken up to this, their bubble was burst when the COVID thing happened. And they're like, oh my goodness, we're in a police state or whatever. And I'm not agreeing with the Black Lives Matter thing as well. It's a whole other discussion that right. we probably should right. have, by the way. It's worth Absolutely. worth Absolutely. having that. I but, would,
1: yeah, that I would, would be would a great one, one but, to get on, do a separate, separate show on.
0: But the point is that this is the dystopia already, and I don't think this just happened in the last five years. I think that uh, this has been a 50-year coming kind of thing, and that if this is a reset, this is due to us sliding out of the boundaries of why we're here, which of course is speculative. And we talked about that last time, but I can't help but think of the whys behind this whole thing. And uh, yeah, so whatever's happening right now, people who will be shuffled around, things that will be changed, regimes that will be changed, history, narratives that will be changed. Also the way that we live being changed. mm -hmm. I think that's one of the major point. If the point of us being here is to navigate this game, it's a big if there, big if. If the point of us being here is to navigate this game, therefore the game's got to be hard. There's got to be winters, there's got to be rains, there's got to be nowhere on earth where you can just have a totally easy life. And by that same token, if we have a political atmosphere that is too easy, we're not going to have any motivation to do anything. This is the, the theory, Right. There's no reason for us to be here and learn the learn this stuff if we live in a utopia. Right. And at the same time, if our world is a total dystopia and our brain uh, power connection to the infinite intelligence is totally severed because our society is just saturated from birth to death in media and cartoons and sugar and alcohol, basically it's too hard. Right. Too hard where we can't figure it out. We can't figure out the point of the game, which again, I think that is the point of the game is figuring out the point of the game. And you can't do that if, if our pineal glands are all calcified and you know, so reset would be justified because our souls wouldn't be gaining the value that we're, we're here to gain. Right. And this would be the, the whole purpose of this, this world thing. So I think if it's too out of control and we have too much knowledge, too much power, and that needs to be stopped, then I do think you need some major destruction but in this case, I don't. It, it looks like all you need to do is literally drop off some bricks, yeah. a few thousand <laughs> bucks of bricks will destroy our own society. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how easy it can be to, to manipulate a such a psychologically fragile, such a psychologically underdeveloped or spiritually undeveloped underdeveloped population. Yep.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good, there's,
0: good point. Uh, th- this last portion of the show has
2: been like phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, it, 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 uh, it really plays like, Ryan, you mentioned the, if, if all I got to do is just leave a pile of bricks somewhere and we'll do it ourselves. I think it plays into the psychological aspect. I think it's called, what is it called? The the broken window theory. Yep. Or yep. like that, that. If you see a broken window that you, you would imagine that, oh, it's already been that way. So I'll just mm-hmm. break another one. Yeah. And then this no one's no one's fixed that one. So right. no one's going to fix this one. It's, exactly. not that,
3: it's not that big of a deal for another one gets.
1: Yeah.
2: Then you have these, you know, of course, agent provocateurs out there who are yeah. orchestrating this paying people. Hey, go over here, burn this down, go over here, throw that down. It's yeah. just, it's, it's wild. And I would also to wrap up the show subscribe to the idea that I do think that we are in a type of reset right now. Um, I think my earlier prediction that I had made a few weeks back that I, I, I don't want to sound like a pessimist. I just I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. If it mm-hmm. does get better, and I hope it does. But um, you're starting to see this universal pushback by people, yeah. specifically with COVID, that people are... Okay, we're, we're done with the pandemic stuff. Okay, because supposedly we just get new cases every single day, all the time. That whole thing that happened with on the internet where you could type any three-digit number into Google you <laughs> wanted to, followed by new cases, and you will find an article for that exact number yeah. in a different city, in a different state, in a different country. It didn't matter. Any three-digit number you wanted. So there's definitely foul play with it. But when you're starting to see that, okay, cases, a, a whole you know 8,000 new cases after this rally, but you're yeah. like, but where are these people? Exactly. Where are these lines of people that are just going to get tested? And then you have people coming out saying that, well, every test that we turn in, whether we even tested somebody is positive. Exactly. So they're obviously inflating these numbers, creating this mass hysteria because... On the other token of that, it's interesting, too, is we talked about like these these mask Nazis that are out there, people Mm -hmm. that truly believe that if I'm wearing this, but you're not wearing this, me wearing this doesn't make sense, because if you're not wearing one and I'm wearing one, you could still get me sick. But this is supposed to protect me, but only if you're wearing one. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's, silly. it's fucking doesn't make
1: well, sense at all. Is,
3: none of it makes any it's sense.
1: Beyond ridiculous. Well, I, was, I was laughing at a meme that someone sent me the other day about someone that had a mask on and they're working with drywall, yeah. and drywall is like ten microns, and he's covered, you know, yeah, it with white dust up his nose and around yeah. his mouth, and we're talking about a freaking virus that's. Mm-hmm. A tenth, a hundredth of that yeah. size. Well, you you imagine how small, one two five microns.
3: Imagine how small bacteria is. Yeah, a a, a a bacteria couldn't see a virus. That's how small a virus is. Yeah. So none of it makes any sense. You got the plexiglass up when you go to the grocery store, but they're touching everything that I just touched, and, and and none of it makes any sense. But it does lend, you know, more credible reasoning to the fact that this is all a narrative that has to be followed. In order for them to get to their next step of whatever it is that they're doing, whether it, they just want complete social, to turn uh, upturn the, the complete social structure of uh, any place. It's happening in France. It's happening in China. It's happening in Greece. It's, it's happening all over the world. Where
1: was the big pushback? I thought I heard someone like the, their parliament, to Serbia or something. Some kind of well, it stormed
2: parliament. Yeah. When they said that they were going to close everything down again. So they, everybody <laughs> stormed their parliament. Yeah. Um, we need man. to get back to that kind of stuff. America. Yeah. <laughs> Come on guys.
3: Stop storming targets. Let's <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh man. What an episode, man. Part two of mud flood. Obviously we got a little, little sidetracked to the end there, but we Ryan beautifully tied it all in. Ryan, Absolutely. is there anything else you want to add to wrap up the end of the show here? Yeah.
0: No honestly that that was quite good. Um I think we covered a lot. I think it's very hard for people to wrap their head around mud flood and everyone's looking for some sort of like okay guys let's take it from the from the start right but yeah. we don't really know the timeline of it. We don't really know the how of it. There's so much to talk about with it and not a neat little bow to mm-hmm. tie it into. So you kind of need this this big broad spectrum. Each one of these things is something to look into like just on my list of things that i have in front of me the each one of these is a week's worth of research if you look into orphans orphans orphan trains if you look into pyramids empty cities buried cities stone covered cities petrified objects petrified cities petrified whatever look look into petrified wood by the way as a as a thinker one of my first thoughts was hey if they said that petrified wood was created the way it is then we wouldn't find any half petrified wood but we do, yep. right? What do you know? We find lots of things that look to appear to be petrified or crystallized that um, do not fit the pressure heat theory at all. Um, the giants, right? Uh, these are The civil war, right? And in the faking of any of these wars, this long list of things all ties together and creates what we know as the mud flood theory. And uh, that's why it's so interesting to talk about. That's why I've been so obsessed with it because everything that I read now i'm looking for mud flood yeah everything that is everywhere i go i don't know if it's been the same with you guys but as soon as you start to see those old buildings it's everywhere you go it's so thought-provoking now all of a sudden and all these thoughts come to mind how did they hide it why did they hide it what did this look like when they first arrived were those telegraph poles there when they first arrived right and they started sweeping up the streets was that one of the first things that they did right you know i don't know tons tons of questions definitely more questions are, are generated than they are answered for sure but it a, is a good dialogue and i hope people got something to think about in it
1: Absolutely. Well, that's what i always say to people and i love you know bringing up these conversations because it's something yeah. to go research and look and and we always say to the truth hooligans out there go out there and do your own research yeah. and find you know what sticks for you what you know gets your interest going you know and i know that when i first started digging into this i was way you know, way overwhelmed with the amount oh, of information yeah. and like you said Still you could in. do a week the research on any one of those topics so i felt very overwhelmed but i did enjoy the conversation and yeah. you know like i said it's very thought-provoking and that's what i want people to do is go out there and think for yourselves and do some research and and you know, don't just go with
2: whatever the media wants to, to feed you. Oh, shit. Yeah, man, it's wild. Um, and I'm, I'm telling you, I, again, you know, I brought the mask thing into fruition in 10 years from now. God, I'm, <laughs> the onset, December 31st, 2020, they're going to be like... And now for the finale, meet the new King of England and the Antichrist. And they're like, yeah. like, okay, this is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, man, that's it. That is it for us. Um, Ryan, we'll, we'll say body after we stop the show here. But um, that's it for us: whiskey, beer, and conspiracy
0: podcast. I want you. To get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. My
3: balls are hot. I'm as mad
0: as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! She my black ass. You ain't saying this house. You ain't saying this house. Donald Trump Putin the shit. My
2: balls are hot. I'm a human being, god damn it! My life, I value, I My balls are hot, my balls are hot. My balls are hot, my balls are hot,
3: my balls are hot.